Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All right, welcome everybody. Let's get going. Second Corinthians chapter five. So glad you guys are on today. Had a little uh, technical issue there, um, but we good now. We good. We good. Ready to roll. All right. Got our elevation worship on. Um, Give me faith was awesome. Little tune this morning to get me kind of focused. Maybe get us all focused. Um. Second Corinthians five. This is a good chapter. You thought we had a lot of hallelujah moments yesterday. This one's got a few too. One of my favorite verses in the entire Bible, chapter five. <laughs> you'll you'll know it when we get to it. Um, welcome everybody. Welcome Linda. Welcome Ann, Molly, Bill. Everybody, welcome. Glad you guys are part today. So here we go. Let's do it. Now, remember, Paul just wrote, said in chapter four uh, that these light and momentary sufferings are not worthy of comparing to the glory uh, that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes on Jesus. What is not on what's seen, what's unseen. So he's, thought, so he's comparing, you know, the momentary struggles and the glory that outweighs them all. That's how he's, now we write it, roll into chapter five. So let's do it. We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's read. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, Paul, tent maker, he just using a tent analogy for the body. The body is a tent. For we know that in the if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. God's building us a new house. John chapter 13, uh, chapter 14, I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. In my father's house are many mansions. Mm. And if I go to prepare a place, I'll come back and receive you so that where I am, you may be also. Jesus is working on a house. Jesus is building a house with our, a room for us. Welcome, everybody. So glad to have you guys on. So we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, verse 2. We groan. That sounds like me every morning. <laughs> That's some of you right now. Like, Why is he smiling? Why is he always smiling? <laughs> You're groaning. You're groaning right now. Every time you stand up, bend over. Here we go. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. One day we're going to exchange this old tent for a heavenly dwelling. Because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. And we're naked in heaven. We'll be clothed. That's a peaceful, that, that brings a lot of peace to a lot of us right there. <laughs> in case you're wondering, you're going to be clothed in heaven. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I was 
I was contemplating where I wanted to go or not. <laughs> Just, but now, now, now I'm ready. <laughs> now, now I'm good. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and the idea there is that there's going to be no shame before the Lord. We're going to be clothed with our heavenly bodies. There'll be no shame. We'll be, we'll be perfect in his presence. We'll be perfect. <laughs> For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly body, her heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Yeah, this mortal body is going to give way to a, ever, a resurrection body. Ooh, you know, that's a biblical concept, man. Sometimes we think the Bible, the Bible teaches that we will we have we have a resurrected spirit, soul and body. The body will be resurrected. We'll be resurrected. Jesus had a physical resurrection. We're going to be given a new body. It's not going to be like we're going to be, you know, like floating around in heaven with just on puffy clouds with just like a mist. We're going to have a, a spiritual body just as real as this physical body is. Um, verse four, while we are in this tent, we groan and burn. Oh, I read that already. Verse five. Now, the one who was has fashioned us for this purpose is God. God created us for this future glory. He's the one who made this tent. He's the one who's going to give us a new tent. I want a new tent. I mean, not today. I'm going to get it wrong. I don't want a new tent today, but I want a new body, new resurrection body with all kinds of superpowers. <laughs> uh, I want a superpower to get through traffic. That's my superpower. I want that superpower. I want a superpower to make traffic disappear. Get out of my way. And if I could have a superpower, that's the one I'd have today. I don't know about you, but anyway, I digress. Uh, now, the one who fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the spirit, the Holy Spirit, as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. So how, how do you know? How you know you're going to get a resurrection body? Because God already put a deposit down by giving you his Holy Spirit. You know, like right now, you got to put a deposit down for everything because then you can't get nothing for like six months. But you put down a deposit. How do you know you're going to get that thing? I got a new Sonos speaker coming from my house. New Sonos speaker, wireless speaker. I like I like audio. You know what I'm saying? I like audio. So I got the Sonos speaker coming, wireless speaker. But, you know, you got to sometimes you got to put a down payment on it, secure it before it comes. That's the bad down payment. Is that hey, I got to put a down payment down? What do you mean? What do you mean it's not coming? I put a down payment down. I gave you a deposit. I gave you some earnest money. It's not the whole thing. It's just saying in good faith, uh, you can count on it. That's what God did with the Holy Spirit. Puts the Holy. We we are filled with the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit is a is earnest money. It's guaranteeing what's to come. So you're wondering sometimes you're having a bad day. You're like, I don't know, man. Heaven seems so far away. What is seen is much more uh, pressing today than what is unseen. Uh, I know I know what the, all the, the message about eternity and a new body, but this old body right now is killing me. It's hurting. And I got this surgery. I got this procedure. I got this thing coming up. How do I know I'm going to one day get a resurrection body? How do I know God's going to carry me through? Because God's giving you some earnest money. 
He gave you earnest money through the Holy Spirit. He's guaranteed it through the Holy Spirit. Every time you wonder, he's like, oh, but wait, the Holy Spirit reminds me that this is real. This is going to happen. I don't see it right now, but it's I have a down payment. I have a, I have, I have a guarantee, the Holy Spirit. Verse 6, therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are in at home in the body, we're away from the Lord. Right? I mean, the Lord is with us spiritually, but there's a sense in which there's always a separation from ultimately the presence of God, the, the fullness of the presence of God when we're in this fleshly body. One day we'll see face to face. Today we see in a glass, dim, uh, three, we see through a mirror dimly, dimly, but one day face to face. Welcome, everybody. Great to have you guys on today. We're reading 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and uh, God's, gonna, God's speaking to us right now. And not me, I'm not, but God in his word, through his word, speaking to us. Because y'all can't even see me, I got camouflage on. <laughs> You're like the Holy Spirit, can't even see him. I can't even see him. He got camouflage on. Where he at? Anyway, verse six. <laughs> Therefore, we are always confident that as long as we're in the tent, we don't. Okay, verse seven. I always do that. I forget where I am. Verse seven. For we live by faith, not by sight. It's true. We faith, not by sight. Things we can't see, man. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and be at home with the Lord. It'd be better for us to, to cash in this old body and get our new heavenly body. That'd be better. So we make it our goal to please him, who God, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. So whether we're in the flesh or we're in the presence of the Lord himself, we want to please God in everything we do. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may give what is due us, may receive what, I'm sorry, so each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. He's just making the point, you know, you know, hey, look, this is what, this is the point of scripture right here. It's like, you can, you can have a saved soul and a wasted life. You know that? You know that you can have a saved soul and a wasted life because you haven't done anything with it. Saved soul, but wasted life. Paul's like, we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. To what? To give an account for the things that we've done, whether good or bad. What have we done with what we've been given? A couple of weeks ago, I preached a message on this. Um, wish I'd have thought of this text, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, you can have a saved soul and a waste. We don't want to have, we don't want to have a, a saved soul and a wasted body, a wasted life. We want to have a saved soul and a life that makes a difference. And Paul's going to tell us what we should be doing then. He's going to tell us, he's going to continue on and tell us exactly what we should be doing. Because God gave us a ministry, ministry of reconciliation so that we don't have a wasted life. Here we go. Um, verse 11, you probably know some people, they got a saved soul, but they're wasting their life. 
They're not using their gifts. They're not using their talents. They're not using their abilities. They're not using their resources. They're doing very little to impact others for the glory of God. They're just taking a little, they're taking a little saved soul right on into heaven with their Bible cover, stuffed with bulletins. They didn't have a church competition. They didn't have a church competition. The 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 Bible stuff with the most bulletins. <laughs> but let, now with COVID, we don't bring out no bulletins. You know, we stopped doing that. We use digital versions. Um, <laughs> but so we kind of you know kind of lost we kind of lost track a little bit. But you know, there, I've seen some Bibles with so many bulletins. I mean, they got bulletins back to when Paul was preaching. <laughs> they got they got they got Bibles. I've seen Bible stuff so full. Man, like a look like a Thanksgiving turkey. Bulletins hanging out. Anyway. But you know some people like that. They got a save soul, but they they're very doing very little to impact the kingdom of God. Very little. Taking that little save soul straight to heaven. Not not, not doing anything. <laughs> Jerry say Katie got one of those. <laughs> uh, they got they got more bulletins and pages in the Bible. <laughs> Verse eleven. <laughs> since then we know that it is to fear. Since then we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. What I'm not going to go to heaven with a wasted life. I'm, I got a saved soul, but I want to have my life to count. So we we fear the Lord. We we care. We revere the Lord. So we try to persuade others. We try and do something with the hope that we have. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We're not trying to commend ourselves to you again. Corinthians always trying to, you know, slam Paul. He's like, I'm not trying to commend myself to you. I'm tired of that. <laughs> you ever get that place? He's like, I'm trying to, I'm tired of trying to prove myself to you. I'm trying. I'm tired of trying to convince you that I'm telling you the truth. That's what Paul's saying. So I'm tired of that. I ain't even trying to do that right now. Um, we are not trying to commend ourselves to you, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us, so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, if we crazy. As some say, it is for God. Man, if I'm crazy, it's because God. People, people saw Paul's life, all the suffering, all the persecution, all the preaching, all the sacrifice that he went through to preach the gospel. Said, He's out, he had his mind. He's crazy. Paul said, if I'm crazy, it's because I'm, cra I'm crazy because of Jesus. I'm a Jesus freak. I'm all right with that. Somebody say, he's crazy. Why are you crazy? Why are you, why are you doing that? Why is she doing that? You sometimes be looking at your life and wondering why you put God first and why you sacrifice and why you serve and why you give and why you tithe and why you um, put others before yourself consistently and over and over again. People say, man, you're crazy. You're like, yeah, I am crazy. I'm crazy for Jesus. I'm crazy just like the Apostle Paul. Because I want my life to count. I don't want just my saved soul to go to heaven and let my let good deeds stay on the table. I want to cash all my good deeds in. I want to use them all for the glory of God. Not because I think my good deeds earned me my, my ticket to heaven. Jesus did that. But I want my life to count. I want a saved soul and a life that matters. Yes. 
Jesus talks a lot about making your life matter, man. He said, if anybody wants to gain his life, he should lose it. If you want to gain your life, what's he saying? You want your life to matter. Do you want your life to matter? Yeah. Yes, sir. Then you got to lose it. You got to lose it for the for, for the purposes and the, the eternal plans of God. All right. Um, so if we are, quote, out of our mind, end quote, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ, here we go. I like this, verse 4, 14. Chapter, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, right there. For Christ's love compels us. I can't help but do what I do, Paul says. Because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. Christ died for all. So we're, his love compels us. I, look, Paul's like, I can't even fathom taking my little saved soul to heaven without trying to impact others. I can't even conceive of that. Why? Because Christ's love compels me. You know, we talk about let's read, let's pray, let's change the world. That's what Paul's saying. He says, I can't help but try to change the world. Why? Because Christ's love compels me. Mm. The love of Jesus that I've received compels me. That one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. If Jesus died for us, the least we can do is live for him. If Jesus died for us, the least we can do is live for him. Right? Jesus died for us, we live for him. Verse 16. It's going, we get into the good one, y'all. We get into the good one. Already. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. What's a worldly point of view? Look, worldly point of view is they don't matter. They don't count. God don't love them. God don't care about them. God's done with them. That's a worldly point of view. Worldly point of view is, uh, well, they have everything they need here. They're going to be good. They got a nice house. They got a nice car. They got a lot of money in the bank. They good. That's a worldly point of view. Bible says they lost if they don't know Jesus. So from now on, we don't regard people from a worldly point of view, whether they're on the top of the social uh, chain or the low or the lower end of the social chain. Doesn't matter. Economic strata doesn't matter. We don't view people from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. That's not how we think anymore. Verse 17. Here's the verse, y'all. Y'all ready? You ready? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Yeah. Therefore, I got to underline that again. It's a new Bible. You want to like it? He never, you're just saying, Terry, you never read that verse before? Like, what you been doing your whole life? They didn't teach you that in seminary? I, look, I just a new Bible, people. It's a new Bible. It's a new Bible, and I haven't read that verse in this Bible yet. That's why it, that's why it wasn't underlined. I know some of you guys are wondering, like, what do you do with your time? You should have time to underline, underline the Bible. You don't do anything else but preach sermons and do Bible studies. Come on. 
and you act like you ain't, you, you, you've never seen it. But it's a new Bible. It's a new Bible. So I'm going to underline it again. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. If you're a new creation in Jesus, if you're if you are saved, if you received Christ as a sufficient savior of your sins, savior of your soul and forgiver and redeemer of your sins. Then the old is gone. The new has come. You're a new creation. Thanks be to God. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And here is this is what I'm saying. This is how we not waste our life. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He saved your soul and gave you a ministry. He saved our soul and gave us a ministry. And the ministry is what? He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God, and this is the ministry, this is what that is. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Not counting people's sins against them, thanks be to God. And he was committed, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We're messengers of the message. We, we are messengers who carry this message that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, that people can be reconciled to God in Jesus. We are therefore Christ ambassadors. Wow. As though God were making his appeal through us. So God is using us as his ambassadors. And Paul is speaking firsthand. He was being used by God as an ambassador to make known this message, this appeal what is the appeal? He's going to tell us what the appeal is. What's the appeal? What appeal is God making through us? Here it is right here. Here we go. We implore you on Christ's behalf. This is it. Be reconciled to God. Look, maybe you stumbled across this podcast this today and you're wondering, what is this all about? Look, the most important thing you need to know is what we just read. Be reconciled to God. Have that relationship with God repaired. Without that, nothing else will matter. With that, your life will take off. It will, you'll see a new aspect of life. You'll see a new aspect of what matters and what doesn't. You'll have a new precious relationship with God that you've never had before as you're reconciled to God through Christ. Verse 21, God made him who had no sin, Jesus, to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Wow. Wow. You know, sometimes we think, oh, what did, did God just I mean, after when Jesus came, he just kind of he just kind of gave us a get out of jail free card with sin. Like, I just you know what? Forget it. Just let him let. No, no. Jesus paid the penalty for sin. God didn't just say, oh, sin doesn't matter anymore. Now that Jesus, sin doesn't matter. So, you know, you're just, just open up the gates. No, 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 no. He who had no sin, i.e. Jesus, became sin for you. He became sin for me. Every act of sin, every transgression, every willful act, every unknowing transgression, Jesus paid for us. God didn't just let it go. That's why the cross was so horrific. That's why the, the cross is such a powerful uh, reminder. Because it was there at Calvary. 
sin, um, my penalty for sin was paid. And so God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. Jesus said, I'll go. The penalty for sin, I'll go and I'll pay the penalty for sin. I'll pay the penalty for Terry's sin. I'll pay the penalty for Paul's sin. I'll pay the penalty for Brenda's sin. I'll pay the penalty for Tim and Jane's sin. I'll pay the penalty for Lynette's sin and Robin's sin. I'll pay the penalty for Amanda's sin. I'll go. I'll pay that penalty. I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to forget it. I'm not going to pretend like there was no transgression that ever happened. No, that would that would be to defy my justice and my holiness. I can't uh, pretend that that didn't happen. That's that would be a that would be lying. But I'll pay for it in full on the cross. And now God's righteousness can be applied to our lives by faith. Good people don't get into heaven. Good people don't get into heaven. Good being good has nothing to do with it. There'll be some people who never cussed, never drank, never slept around, maybe even were uh, took a took communion, who won't be in heaven. Why? Because they never accepted Christ. Because goodness has nothing to do with it. Good deeds have nothing to do with it. That's the big lie of the enemy. Is that you've got to do a lot of good things so you can get into heaven. No, you don't. That's not how you get into heaven. It has nothing to do with it. it. has nothing to do with justification, making you right before God. It has everything to do with making him who had no sin be sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God. It has nothing to do with how many good things you did. None. It doesn't have anything to do with how many bad things you did. Because what? He... If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. Everything has become new. Thanks be to God. All right, you guys. Love you guys. Let's uh, let's pray. Let's have a quick word of prayer before we wrap up today. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and grace. Thank you for the word of God that is living and powerful and uh, speaks to our lives every time we open it and uh, avail ourselves to it. Uh, so, Lord, we pray today that we would make our lives count. Lord, I pray that each and every one of us, first and foremost, are reconciled to God um, and that we have that in right order. And secondly, that we would make our lives count, Lord, that we wouldn't just take our saved souls to heaven and not and then waste our lives. Lord, we, we do not want to waste our lives. We want our lives to count. We want it to matter. We want to bring people with us. We want to be good ambassadors of this message of reconciliation. So, Lord, in our words and in our deeds and in our actions today and our behaviors and attitudes, may everything about us communicate the message to others. Be reconciled to God. Lord, thank you so much for uh, this time together. I pray for my friends and whatever specific, unique situations and challenges they're facing today. Lord, whether it's health concerns, I pray for peace and and strength and courage, Lord. Maybe they have procedures planned or surgeries. Lord, I pray for healing. I pray for uh, precision among health professionals, uh, Lord, that they are just on the top of their task. Lord, in our uh, day today, I know a lot of uh, healthcare professionals are tired, they're fatigued, they're frustrated. Lord, we just give them peace today, give them grace, give them an extra measure of your love and compassion today um, so that they can, um, can do their job uh, with peace and grace and compassion and a sense of knowing that they're not wasting their lives, uh, but they are making an eternal difference. Lord, thank you for my friends. Bless each one of them real good in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part. Thank you for uh, spending some time in the word of God and in prayer. Love you guys. 
Um, we'll see you next time. Tomorrow we will do 2 Corinthians chapter 6 as we continue this journey through this uh, the correspondence with the Corinthians and the larger journey through the entire New Testament this year. So uh, thanks for being a part of it. We'll see you next time. Love you guys. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.